Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Here we go. It's the episode of the Foyne Jones Show I've been waiting for. In the studio, in the virtual studio today, I have a legend of builders merchants. He's been a sales director. He's been a manager. He's been a leader. He's a charismatic trainer. I know him as Castle Mick. The rest of you know him as Michael Philippa. Mick, good afternoon, good morning, good day. Welcome to the Foy Jones Show. Obrigado. Bit of Portuguese to get us going. Mate, it's great to have you on. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you, Peter. Healthy, uh, yeah, looking forward to the to the future. So, no, good, mate. So you're looking forward to the new normal, Mick. And um, yeah, let's be honest, it's been a, it's been an interesting passage of play for the sector that we we're from. We're both builders, merchants, boys at heart. It's a world we know and love. Um, it's going to be a very different landscape when we eventually get back to a new normal. I know we're starting to go again, but are you already seeing changes in people's thought processes and what merchants is what merchants are going to look like and feel like? Yeah, right, yeah. So. Um... A few weeks ago, I did a little bit of consultancy work um, with uh, the Builders Merchant Federation. Actually, it was um, I worked on some safe systems of work and some guidelines for them, um, collated them. So it wasn't just me; there was other people involved in it as well. But uh, they wanted to put these safe systems of work and, and, and guidelines forward to the council, which I think in turn spoke to, to government. It was all about getting merchants back to back to work and it was their recommendations and their guidelines for for, for making builders merchants COVID-19 safe. So uh, the bit I did was um, goods in, working in an office environment, collections, deliveries and operating a tool hire. Wow. So it took me about three, yeah, it took me about three days, but yeah, it, was, it was all interesting stuff. And, you know, as I you know, collated all this, uh, the information from from all the different merchants. There were some really good ideas there. You know, some real simple stuff. Mm. I think the best in class that I saw was a, a video that a company called Kellaways over in Bristol did. Oh yeah, simple little video, but you know they they were they were straight out starting blocks with it. Do you yeah. know what? So, some of the some of the ways company, companies communicate, it's been quite inspiring. But I'm going to mention a company that has got nothing to do with builders merchants in, but the way their CEO has been marketing and talking not just to customers, but to staff. It's been phenomenal. It's the CEO of Pets at Home, right? So everyone knows I've got a puppy, Snoop Dogg. So Pets at Home have to stay open. And the staff there, they're like, you know, I'm like, how are you getting on with it? Yeah, brilliant. We get this daily message from our CAO. CEO, we know we're safe. We know what we can do, what we can't do. And I'm going, he, he sends me a video and, and talks to me as well. And I'm just a customer. And it was like, you know, you, you, kind, of, you kind of see that, the, the industries that we know and love are waking up to modern technology. And I think that in this podcast, mate, we're going to talk about what the future of merchanting will be like. I'm going to talk about the services that you offer. You know, Mick Philippa as a trainer and a business coach and as a support, someone who can support that sector, how you can offer, you can, you can help my listeners depending on where they are in that journey. You know, so, some of the customers, mate, one of the biggest challenges, customers have got to get, get used to queuing. And they've got to get used to being more patient. And that's going to be, managing that is going to be a challenge, mate, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, but hey, alongside that, that what, you, what you should see, really, if there's ever a need for sales training, it would be now. Because you, what you'll see is the average ticket value go up. 
Yeah. Because you're getting one shot at it now. You know, back in the day, the customers were coming in and out, and you, yeah, all right, mate. Okay, you sure you got it all? Yeah, yeah. And then they're back up. Oh, you're trying to say, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's going to be that if you've got the confidence to take that sow on and, and try and raise the ticket value and ask for one more thing, and what about this? What about that? It, yeah. it's, it's actually really basic that basic sales training. I was doing it in my day, and you know? they'll probably be doing it in, in, in generations after me and you, mate. But it's it's having the confidence to do it, which is going to be important. And, and I do want to, want to talk sales, about it. It kind of moves it from sales to customer service, yeah. isn't it? Really? Customer service relationship, and the relationship lasts forever, and the sales gone straight away, mate. But let's let's go down the personal front, mate. You said you got your health. All right, yeah. uh, mate. Listen, I threw that Portuguese in at the start. Are you missing your trips to Portugal? When are you going to get back out there, mate? Hey, I've just, I've had just yesterday. I had the second one cancelled. I had a uh, last time I was out there was in February. Yeah. Uh, my wife wanted her eyebrows done, so we went out there to get them done. But um, we was to go again in April, and EasyJet just contacted us and said, "No, nah, sorry, mate, that one's cancelled." have these vouchers to get on a different plane and then we were to go this week yeah today i think it's supposed to be there today <laughs> but, um they they contacted us and said yeah, you no, probably remember this well you know this mate i mean obviously you know my bow was always a big place in my heart when when yeah. i was out there but but for the last few years as a family and that's with like a 20 year old a 17 year old me and my missus we've been going to portugal just up the road from where you are and it's a beautiful part of the world i love the culture and we were laughing and joking like christmas time i was saying well we always go out late june july we're saying well we'll meet up do you know what i mean and i was like yeah. you know we we had all these plans and and i was talking about this in another episode mate the big talking points in february were Brexit, because we've now gone and that's going to happen. And VAR in the football, you know, it, it's ruining football. I mean, you, you you just couldn't have seen this coming. So from a from a Casa Mick perspective, mate, how you been coping in lockdown, mate? What you've been getting up to? How are you keeping yourself motivated and focused and positive? You've got to start with the end in mind, Pete, right? And I've been keeping as proactive as I possibly can. Um, okay, so I did... One webinar with a, con a contact of mine over in the south of France, and that was to some entrepreneurs uh, about remaining positive during during COVID-19. As I mentioned earlier on, I got stuck into them guidelines for the, for the BMF, you know, the yeah. socialist work to get merchants back. I've been rewriting because uh, classroom training is out now for the foreseeable future. So I've been converting all my... School's uh, out forever, Michael. School's out forever. <laughs> Converting all the, the classroom courses to Zoom sessions, webinars, like breaking them down. No one wants to sit on a, on a webinar for, for eight hours. Uh, so I've been breaking down all my courses into sort of one hour yeah. bite-sized chunks, you know. Uh, so doing that, um, I've written some new stuff. Uh, I, I think that where the market was last year, at the back end of last year where the timber prices were just dropping there were plenty of merchants out there that would have forward bought a load of timber pete um and then come into february march lockdown they haven't sold that timber yet it's a perishable product it'll be sitting on the ground in their yards so it gave me the idea of pulling together this stock management you know so it's a bespoke stock management you know and it goes through um all, all the things that you'd need so um just trying to remember what, yeah, planning and procurement strategy, identifying core range, product segmentation, setting safety stock levels, 
calculating the cost of holding stock. That's the one that no one realizes really um, how, how high it actually is. And then it goes on to, okay, so root causes and effects on the profitability of your slow and non-moving stock. And then some practical solutions of how you can reduce your non-moving stock. How you can increase your average ticket value through uh, the art of merchandising yeah. and promotion. And then how you can reduce your shrink. So I, I kind of put together this hybrid course just, just on, on, on that. And that's, yeah, that's the stock management one. But I've also written a perpetual sales plan because, you know, you think when we can come out of lockdown, there's going to be a thousand customers out there with problems to solve. Yeah. Right. So um, that, that, that that comment there, Mike Mick, I mean, that, that's again where you're on the money because I've, I've had this amazing journey through lockdown. It's been like despair, discovery, motivated, you know, unmotivated. It has changed by the hour, but, but I've been inspired by, you know, people in my network, business owners. And, and at the time it was like, you know, the business owner, you're like the forgotten general, you're like the forgotten, you're a forgotten commodity in all of this because your your employees are okay and you you know you, you get this is going on, that's going on. You say, Whoa, hold on, I'm 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 the one battling on here to make sure there's a business for you guys to come, guys and girls to come back to. And you know, you, you are dealing with so much pressure. And I and I looked at it, you go two ways, really. You can put your head down or you can stand up and go, Do you know what? We're gonna come out here and I'm gonna try and inspire others, help people give advice and, and that positivity i've shown through this podcast and on my brand on the social media it's been it's been paying back in miles for me now through goodwill and an opportunity and, and actually people want to have a conversation they want to understand where you can help and how you can support above and beyond what you were doing before and and i, and I think partnerships collaboration working together that will become part of who we are It'll become much. It'll become much more part of of how business is done and who we are in society in general, mate. I generally mean that. Absolutely, but, but you know, you think about the, the current challenges facing most businesses, and I think it's probably niche niche for you, really. Is is identifying at the moment you know, during this lockdown, who are the future leaders in your organisation? Who are the ones that have shown that they can handle a crisis, right? And then there'll also be others that fall short and you know often these were the ones that you had earmarked as some of the future leaders mm. yeah and, and, and but you see you see you know you learn more about yourself when things are going absolutely awfully wrong when things are shit you, you people stand up and count it mate because you know the, the great the good become better and the great become greater because ultimately I, I fell into this trap. I thought I was invincible until the recession in 2010, mate. With, you know, merchant career, tick, started in the yard, sales director, just like you, tick, you know, fuck me, you're young. Yeah, that's okay. I'm doing all right. Oh, I'm going to launch my own business. Okay, good yeah. luck, son. Whoa, you're doing well. You've got a new car. Yeah, I've got two new cars. Oh, I've got, yeah, this is going really well. They're bang. The, the banks have a, you know, the banks go, the recession comes, and my world is not a pleasant place. And, and I learned there that, that 18 months of real heartache and financial struggle and despair is what made, has made me so much stronger today. And I think that there will be leaders that you say are future leaders. And I see some of them on social media with their content where it's it's above the average. It's positive. It's inspiring. You can see how they're helping their community or they're helping others. And you think they've got something about them. There's something tangible there. And I want to get to know that person. And, and if you've got a, a business that can recognize that, and then you can isolate it and bring in specialist support, people like you, 
you know, your expertise to take those people, those groups of people onwards and upwards, the solution's got to be there. And it might be through Zoom or Teams or Floyd Jones Video or, or Crowdcast. It doesn't matter what it's for, but you can use technology. And if the right personalities are in that room, you can still inspire. You know, man, how many builders, merchant conferences, training days did me and you go to where we fell asleep? You, do you know what I mean? where, you're, where generally you're like, not another one being wheeled out. And then all of a sudden you walk on the stage and you've got the room. The room's bound buzzing. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a bit of rock and roll. There's a bit of showbiz there. And mm. that type of personality is what's going to stand out and be so visible in the future, mate. So visible. Mm. So what yes. else would you do during lockdown, mate? Have you learned? Have you learned to play a new instrument, mate? Have you been doing more more your music stuff? Have you been? Come on, let's, let's get the let's get the personal side. What exercise you been doing? Oh, I've been going for a run every day. Yeah. Good. I can. Uh, I don't know if it's far or, or what. I can run five kilometers now, <laughs> mate. That's 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 mate, mate. That's longer than running for a bus, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So so it's not not longer than running a bath. So so you you've actually been disciplined to get out and do it every day, have you, mate? Every day, yeah. yeah. Don't run, yeah. well, I say this to, to anyone who asks, during lockdown, we have eaten better as a family than we have ever done before. We've had more breakfast, lunches and meals together. I have drunk more alcohol than I believed I ever would want to or need to. But I've also done more consistent lifestyle exercise. So not, Josie, you're training for a marathon. I want you to burn yourself to the ground. Or, Josie, you know, you're going to hit them bags and you're going to really get your football fit. No, not not to an event, but just general lifestyle fitness way of walking, relaxing, exercising, and it's just becoming part of what we are. I've almost become a bit continental, Michael. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like really? eating as a family, exercising, yeah. relaxing, not not going out binge drinking at the football cup, you know, coming in with a takeaway. It's you know, some yeah. of the things that I thought were normal, perhaps perhaps aren't aren't aren't, aren't as necessary as aren't as necessary as they can be. But don't about you, mate, but I I am missing the football, and I still hope somehow Fulham could go up, mate. <laughs> Come back for the AR, eh? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's amazing, though, and, and people say this all the time. I put a post out yesterday about, you know, the Premier League restarting. Is it good? Is it bad? Will Fulham go up? You know, what a couple of our players have got COVID. And, and just just throwing yeah. it out there a little bit. And I'm saying, for me, behind closed doors is, is a turn-off. I would probably watch Fulham because I couldn't help myself. But behind closed doors, I'd rather not win it, I think. I'd rather not rather not be there but the argument's raging you know the Liverpool fans the Leeds fans were almost guaranteed success they're like if we must play on the show must go on and you get that they waited years for it well the others are like oh we just see what happens do you know what I mean it is a it's amazing how important some material and entertainment and sport things are to you that when they're taken away you find other things to do don't you you do, mate. Yeah, I know. But much. I'd love them to cancel the season and press reset and put Spurs back into the Champions League next year. There you go, mate. Yeah. I mean, the actual fairish thing to do, Mick, mate, for, for Spurs, for anyone, is the season should be null and void because there's been a global pandemic and hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives. Millions of people have been affected. You would accept that in the history books if you say, well, this one didn't finish because... Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you would go again. But we're in a world which is not controlled by, by that type of emotion. It's, it's controlled by the media. It's controlled by money. And that's why it's coming back. And that's why they're saying things like neutral venues. And like, it's almost taking, it's ripping the soul out of football. And I think you're going to see down lower leagues some real, real challenges, mate. Some real challenges. 
be tough for them down there. It really will, yeah. It will, mate. So, what's the challenge? What's the challenges ahead for the Philippa family, mate? What, what's the what's the challenges next? Do you, do you, are you looking forward to coming out of lockdown and you know, getting back into the new normal, mate? I suppose uh, the biggest decision for for my family at the moment is: should we knock it on the head, <laughs> bugger off to Portugal or not? You but know, that's not something you've not. I mean, you've spoke to me about that for a few years, mate. That's not like. All of a sudden, you've had a bang on the head at the start of the crisis. That's been on the radar, hasn't it? So, yes, yeah. I mean, I, we, we have a place, we have a villa out there, and uh, you know, it's the temptation is, you know, while while the market's gone like this, you know, the, the temptation is to just do, get on a plane and get out there. But there's no planes at the moment, and I can't even rent the place in in Portugal out there at the moment because no one's on holiday out there. Someone no, bit no, 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 no. Do you, do you yeah. know what? It's interesting because I I spent a lot of time in plane in planes. I spent a lot of time in Spain, which involved planes, but I was definitely in Spain, mate. And I I I kind of you know did part run my business from out there. I came back a lot, and you know it was at a time when the kids could be based out, and it was okay for a while. But but ultimately it, became, it kind of become untenable because back then in two thousand and eight. Nine, seven, eight, nine. You know the the markets were very strong, but it was still a pressing flesh. It was a personality in the same room, classroom. You know, face to face environment. I think now, Michael, if you were delivering your online training, your Zoom webinars, your 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 conferencing, that sort of stuff, you could do that from anywhere in the globe, mate. You could you could generally do that anywhere. That's that's what the temptation is. You know, really is you know, a couple of. Couple of Zoom sessions a, a month would suit me fine. Fair play, fair play, uh, uh, you know, But you know, on the other hand of that, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, Pete is, I feel I might be just a little young just to, to hang up my boots yet. You know, You're really. Four, mate, you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think I might still have one last hurrah. One last hurrah, mate. And, that, and that's the thing, hurrah. mate. With the passion you've got from the builders, merchant sector, and the allied sectors to it. Um, you have got more than one last hurrah. And I, I can tell you why, mate. You know, you, you put out that your new website was going live last week, okay? Oh, I'm uh, shamelessly uh, want to plug that, mate. mate yeah, uh, yeah, earlier, you, put that, you, plugged that, you plugged that earlier. Yeah. You put that out earlier last week, the website, right? Yeah. You also yeah. put out one of the first videos I've seen you do talking about one of your courses. And the and the warmth and feedback that Castle Mick, Michael, that you get when you when you pop up and you do stuff like that, that must be so motivational for you to understand that there probably is a last hurrah there if you want to go for it. Yeah, it's really nice, you know, because you know, just, just people sort of make likes on the, you know, on the post and think, oh, I haven't spoken to him for ages. You know, it's just a good way to get back into conversations with these people. It's been lovely. Yeah. Really. But, 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 how, but again, I see things where you're saying to someone like, oh, wow, I remember you when you were in my training group back then and you were just a young trainee and, and now look at you, you're a big successful director and, and whatever. And that's, that's so powerful, mate, that you've been part of that journey with people as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'm really touched that they sort of remember. But, you know, you know, there's one fellow, I think it was uh, one of the juicer managers, but, you know, he says it was, it was you who turned, you know, turned my career around. He said, you know, I was just a driver when I first met you, but it was you who got me interested in sort of promoting myself and it was you who trained me. It's really nice, you know, to be to be remembered in that way. You know, if you can help someone out, I'm, I'm passionate about it, Pete, as you know. You know, really, I, I genuinely, I would do this for nothing, you know, if, if I didn't need to pay, <laughs> pay the mortgage. But, uh, yeah, 
No, but but again, you know, there there are trainers that that, that train. There are, there are people that inspire. But when you've got the whole package that comes together, that, that what you kind of bring me, that's that that to me is exciting, and it offers the the builders, merchants, the timber merchants, whether they're national, regional, independent. You've got all that consolidation going on. But yeah. doesn't matter where, whatever it is within it, there are people in customer facing roles. There are people making decisions when the magic happens that if they're educated or encouraged or motivated to, to do that in a better, more strategic, more sharper way, could go on to great things, mate. And it's, and it, it, it's, look, mate, if it's a sector that could give two working class kind of barra boy type, type individuals like me and you the careers that you've had and that, that I've had. Then there's hope for everyone, and there's there's a pathway for everyone as well, isn't there? Absolutely, and that's that's what gets me passionate about it. I just think, well, if I can do it, you know, I know you can. You know, it's just a, it's a common sense industry. You need a good work ethic, some common sense. You know, a little bit of luck here and there, but you know, if I can do it, so can anybody else. So, so Mick, I mean, you, you know this that you know my 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 listeners, my connections. Uh, you know, young mate, you might get some gigs in Hong Kong, the Netherlands, Spain, Portugal, t Thailand. I've got listeners all over the globe, mate. The Foy Jones show is now going global, but predominantly we, we hit the charts in the UK and my social media connections. And a lot of them, for obvious reasons, will be from the world of merchanting. I, I worked for Travis Perkins for nine and three quarter years, a couple of years at Sangaban at board level, set my business up to support those sectors. Um, yeah. There's there's a message now. You've got a chance to give a message to those businesses, whether it's the stakeholders, the the MDs, the leaders. But Mick, let's talk about what you could offer, mate, from a from a training perspective, a consultancy perspective. How could you help their businesses, mate? If they were all at if they were all at a new white art lane and you were on the centre spot, you know, Chaz and Dave have just gone off, and it's your turn to it's your turn to talk to people. No pressure, do you know what I mean? But what what would you what would you offer, mate? What's what's the where's the biggest what's the biggest difference you can make to a builder's merchant right now if they were engaging you as a trainer? Um, I can help them make more money. That's for sure. I can help them get COVID safe. Um, I can help them brace themselves for the, re the inevitable recession that's coming their way, whether they're a large business, uh, they need to start sooner rather than later because it takes longer for it to turn a bigger business around. If they're a slow business, I can help them still make money while they're making these changes. I can help them face up to the economic downturn that's coming their way and get their business in shape. I can help them, I can give them advice on money tough decisions people sales marketing getting back to basics and being brilliant at them talking about opportunities that may that may well come their way so there's a lot i can do for them really i'm a sales and operations consultant to independent builders merchants really is you know that's that's my niche if you like um and I, and I guarantee results. I'll, I'll help them. I'll help them make more. But, but you do guarantee results. It's innovative. You know, I, I remember you saying, "Look, you know, I'm going to set them a project to make you more um, to increase your profit. You know, I'm going to yeah. make sure they do it." You actually, it's not just we do it and we forget. You actually really get into the psyche, and that's why people remember you, mate. I mean, I, yeah. I I've come away from that, but I still have the odd conversation whether it's recruitment related or whatever where people go you know you inspired me to go for that job I, I didn't think I could do it and you encouraged me and you you took me out the yard and you gave me a sales job or you you gave me a chance on the counter onto the road and you know mm. people don't forget that and you if you recognize that spark in someone 
it makes such a difference. But I'm going to summarise that for you, Michael, because I, I like summarising for people. Um, um, it's become a habit in the Survival Special podcast. But you, you're giving opportunity for businesses now, for independent merchants, to to talk to you about making sure they are COVID safe and, and prepared to trade. You're going to help them get battle sharp and ready for the next recession so they can go to war and have their battle plans and, and keep trading and fighting, fighting to fighting to grow and fighting to fight for stability. And and, set their priorities. That, that's yeah. it. Because yeah. the priorities will change now. And shape their and shape and shape their business for the new normal around their priorities. I mean that's kind of that's kind of if you if you if you get your headline stuff, this is what we've got to land. And they bring someone like yourself in as a trainer to help land it and execute it with the troops, you're going to have a stronger team. And I think now if you're doing that through modern technology and you're doing that through Zoom and Teams and, and webinar, you know, your, your cost per delegate can come down. The, the travel's not there. The, the, the problems you sometimes have with attending and stuff like that. I mean, you mentioned that you're breaking your modules up into like, like, like two hour sessions rather than a day session. So again, people can have a couple of hours to attend module one and then module two, module three, probably easier than saying I'm going to take them out of the branch for two days completely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you do it, you know, you wouldn't do your modules at peak trading time. You do it when it's, you know, not peak trading time, but you know, people do need to wear, we, we're, we're heading for a recession. The goalposts will move now and the bad business practices get exposed now during a recession. So I can help them iron out any of the bad business practices. I mean, the, the management development program that I, that I do, it's a, a series of six modules over, over a year and a live project. That that actually pays for it. So you make money signing up to that. Because oh, I, can, that I, can, I can already think of a couple of businesses I'm working closely with that yeah. essentially will be up for that management development program. So I, I will I will have a conversation for you. I'll do an introduction because the thing, mm. thing that I, I know and I love about a person like yourself is that if we go to work together and we make it happen, I know you're going to put your life and soul into executing that. And I and it's going to be really good for me to make that introduction. So if I can help you in any way, mate, I will. All right. Because because yeah. because the builders merchant industry is better with Castle Wick in it. <laughs> uh, there, there is a last hurrah. There's as many hurrahs as you want, and and I wouldn't care if you were delivering it from your from your from your sun lounger or Lilo in Portugal, or whether you're doing it from 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 the from the, from the yard in Wilsden. It wouldn't bother me. What would bother me is that the candidates, the delegates, who are involved buy into it and they take some it away, and that's the that's the challenge with all training, mate. But let's kind of wrap the podcast up, mate, with with just some general conversation about what you think the future will look like for builders merchants in let's say in six months time what do you think the future will be like towards the end of the year <laughs> um so i think it's going to be tough that's my that's my honest opinion it will it, it will definitely be tough because uh as i say i mean the, like the priorities will change i think that, that that's in a nutshell where we, we will come out of a situation where it was about profitable sales you know market share that will get overtaken now by cash flow, cost reduction, and return on capital employed. Right. So the the whereas I don't know six months ago or whatever, you might be prepared to take one for the team on margin or a little bit, or you might put a you might allow one or two underperformers in your business or whatever, or you might allow a little bit of a slip in productivity uh, because the sales are that, because the sales are there or, you know, your debt a days might be 45 or whatever, if you're being supported by the banks or whatever. Now 
it's all about improving all of them. Yeah. You know, and as I say, the 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 priorities completely flip round. Uh, you know, and so it's about expose ironing out any of the poor practices. I think that that's what will change. You know, um, average ticket value will go up. You know, as you know, this this whole thing about you know two people in the yard at a time or four people in the yard at a time, one-way systems in the shop. You know, you'll get less less. I tell you uh, what, man, no one's no one's embracing the one-way system around my local supermarket, mate. It's chaos and confusion. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so really, I think you've. It's one of them things where the guy behind the counter's got one chance now. Yeah. Really, to, to make sure if you've got everything you need for the job, what job are you doing? Tell us what job you're doing at point of sale. Right, let's work through this together. Right, okay. Now, have you got the hacksaw to cut that bar to length? Right, because otherwise you're sitting at another two-hour wait to come back and get that, mate. Yeah. Do, do you know what though? That 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 moment of truth. You know that that point of sale. That comment there. That's something I'm I'm really big on. Funny enough, when I believe it or not, it's something I, I talk about when I'm when I'm when I'm securing recruitment opportunities. I'm saying to businesses that you know right now. You're being judged by job seekers. Job seekers are judging you because they're desperate, right? There is an overwhelming population of people that need to find a job. So you've got to be a little bit clever now. If someone writes to you or emails you or contacts you, don't fucking ignore them. But like, like, go back to them because they're waiting for that. They're hanging on that. If you've advertised a job and it ain't a real job, delete it. Don't keep it up there. But mm. but remember that anything you do which isn't a positive experience is going to hurt so much more because everyone's raw. You know, it's going to be more raw. It's going to be more intimate. So if you can come the only other way and, and be proactive, you've only got one position. You're going to have you're going to have loads more people unsuccessful than you have successful. But that experience the unsuccessful people have will come back and haunt you. And there's a lot of businesses, and I don't mind saying this publicly, there's a lot of businesses I've been talking to that will need to step up and think about that level of service because when they go again and they want to bring people in, you don't want to be that brand, that branch, that manager with a difficult or dodgy reputation because people aren't going to trust you. And that's something that I think, and I think that transcends everywhere now because you see it publicly on social media. You know, people are bashing recruiters, they're bashing companies, they're bashing and bashing. Sometimes it's not anyone's particular fault. And I and I and I nail it at the start. You know, we're going to agree how this works because I'm going to manage your process. I'll manage your feedback. I'll do it all for you. But we've got to do it together and we've got to be a partnership. So I'll take all the pain. I'll do all, I'll take all the time off you. Yeah, we'll, we'll agree a time. We'll agree a cost for my, my support and how I'm going to work with you. But if we do it together, it'll be magical because you'll be seen as an employer of choice. You'll be attracting the better people. And I'm going to help you, maybe involving people like Mick or other companies. We're going to not just retain them. We're going to develop them to be stars of the future. And that's, that's your big passion, mate, isn't it, Mick? The future generation. It, it is, it is absolutely, mate. You know, so, but you know, you're right about there can be some lasting damage done to some brands during during this time in the way they're treating their staff. You know, I I'm hearing stories of you know certain there was one merchant I know done a year's worth of tra uh, years worth of turnover just in April. Yeah, and then at the opposite end of the scale, you know, I'm I'm hearing about companies who are letting their employees go by email email them tell them sorry you mate you're not the type of person that's going to take us forward you know so that will come back and bite them in the backside at some point you know when we do finally come out of this you know it's not going to be forever 
Yeah. <laughs> really? So, yeah, no, you, you, you can, can do it. We are, we are going to come out of it positively, mate. And look, you know, we have seen examples of the very best in humanity, like Captain Tom and clapping yeah. the NHS and, and the fundraising and the brilliant things we are doing to support others. We've seen the worst in humanity. Do you remember the bulk buying the toilet rolls? The, the we're all going to have one last hurrah down the boozers before they shut. And we're all going to hit Brighton Beach because we can. And, you know, mm. we've seen the best and the worst of, of humanity. But in this new normal, we've got to inspire, we've got to give hope. And, and I, I think that if people like you and me, we, we collaborate together and we keep being positive, we can ensure there is a pathway for the future stars of builders, merchants to, to have a career because we're in danger, Mick, and I, and I worry so much. Some of the best and most talented people I know at, at all different levels are out of work at the moment. And if we don't do something quickly... Some of them are going to leave the sector forever, mate, because they'll go somewhere else because they'll have to. Need and desire will, will needs the biggest motivator forever. If you need a job, you will find a job. You might be fruit picking, deliver, delivering, mm. doing something that you never dreamt of doing. But yeah. if you do it and start becoming successful, we can lose these really good people, mate. And it, it really worries me. It breaks my heart if they leave the sector. It really does, mate. I was talking to two days ago, and he's gone filling shelves in uh asda or something he's a fantastic manager really good manager but it's it's you know he's been stung now by this sector and i'm not sure we'll see him back uh, mick just to finish things up from my perspective mate um i'm going to put links to what you offer on the marketing for this podcast we will make sure that all of my connections know how to get in touch with you i genuinely don't believe there's a better trainer that the industry can have and if we can work in partnership together that's going to be good for us all. Um, Mick, anything you want to say to inspire people that are in a difficult place, mate? Let's have a bit of the Philip of Magic. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up. It's uh, we'll, we'll we'll come. It's going to be all right in the end. We're going to come out of this stronger. Um, stay customer centric. Look after your cash. Uh, drop any bad business controls, and we'll come. We'll, we'll come out of this okay. Strong. Mick, 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 Philippa, Castle Mick, Obrigado. It's always a pleasure, mate. Oh. We will do this again in Portugal whenever we're allowed back out there, mate. Yeah. We're, 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 uh, Mrs. Jones is waving, mate. We're rock and roll at your villa, mate. You bring the guitars. I'll, 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 I'll bring the wine. Mate, <laughs> listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're Foy Jones. This was a survival series. Thank you very much, Mick, Philippa. Stay safe, keep healthy, and be positive. Take care, mate. See you later, Pete. Cheers. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.